to Voter Pod, <laughs> where we talk to a couple of top 25 basketball voters. With me is John Werner and Chad Conai. Guys, good to see y'all again. There you go. That's important. I'm figuring it out. I've mastered the Zoom meeting. <laughs> Uh, so guys, let's just jump right in. Um, you know, you guys have to vote on these teams each week. Um, and as it pertains to the teams that you cover, uh, you haven't really had a chance to cover them lately because both of them have been (laughs) on pause. Uh, Baylor women haven't played in a while. Um, Kim Mulkey had a positive COVID test and so she's been on the shelf uh, and they're dealing with that. Yeah, and of course, you know, we haven't heard specifics and we probably won't, but uh, apparently it worked its way through the team, at least with positive tests. I don't know how many people were actually sick, but, you know, when they didn't have a ro- – they didn't meet the roster threshold for um, the Kansas game even. So I guess they're quarantining, you know, probably some contact tracing and whatever. Right. And then meanwhile, uh, Baylor men – uh, had their game with West Virginia postponed uh, from Tuesday night. That was an issue with the Mountaineers, uh, who we'll talk a little bit more about later. But um, Baylor will next play Saturday, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, I think it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's famous last words. But uh, <laughs> So my, my question to you guys is, obviously uh, – the Lady Bears and the Bears aren't the only teams dealing with COVID. Uh, I mean, obviously West Virginia is one of them, others. But how do you guys um, sort of interpret those kind of teams when you're voting? Evaluate them, I should say. Yeah, well, I know, you know, this question came up for me last week because NC State is still my number one team. And I kind of went back and made sure I knew why they were my number one team. I mean, they're undefeated and they've got a win at South Carolina. So, you know, when you beat the previous number one and you're undefeated, to me, you deserve to be number one. Now, the other voters feel differently or some at least. Well, I'm the only one voting for them uh, number one anymore, as I see. Stanford, I guess based on Stanford's win over Oregon, um, they vaulted up and got the other 29 first place votes this week, but I'm sticking with NC state and I don't, I don't haven't seen any reason not to, like I said, Stanford beat number 11, Oregon, and that's great. But NC state beat number one, South Carolina. Um, and then they didn't play last week, but I'm not going to bump them down because they didn't play And Stanford, you know, was, was ranked high and, and picked high in my poll as well. Uh, but you know, I think there comes a point when, like if you're moving, for example, I moved A&M up four spots last week, and that was because they beat two ranked teams, including a team that was ranked in front of them. Now, you know, I would be inclined to move them up in front of somebody that hadn't played, although, you know, that, that'll really that's really tested because I have Baylor at number five. Now, do I think A&M has proven it's better than Baylor right now? I mean, they haven't played each other and not going to play each other, but – even if Baylor didn't play and AM was ranked right behind them, I don't know that that would move. You know, like there's like, I think the top five or six places in women's college basketball, NC State, South Carolina, UConn, Stanford, Baylor, and Louisville by mine are rock solid and have to prove otherwise that they don't belong in those spots, you know? So I, I don't know about you, John, but I think, you know, the top is more 
solidified unless something somebody loses down now you know 15 to 25 there might be more fluidity in terms of okay well this team didn't play and that team beat a ranked team so i'm gonna bump them up in front of them yeah i uh to me if if you're paused for a while it's uh it's really hard to move up i I think uh, you're either going to stay in the same spot you are or you're going to move down just because other teams are playing uh, some of the teams close to the team that's paused might uh, get some pretty good wins there. So it's kind of easy for them to jump ahead of them if, if the pause team is not playing. So, uh, so yeah, uh, like uh, Villanova, is they've stayed at number three kind of amazingly. They haven't played since December 23rd. I mean, that, that's a long time. Yeah. I, I had them number four in my poll. Uh, I moved Texas from eight to three after they beat Kansas at Lawrence Fieldhouse by 25 points. So, uh, but yeah, and West Virginia, you mentioned them, Bryce. Um, it's not only the Baylor game, they've got their next two Big 12 games uh, are postponed. So, uh, you know, it'll probably be kind of easy for them to drop a little bit. So, uh, so, so yeah, to me, you got to be playing. I, I, uh, I voted for Duke this week for the first time in over a month because they finally played some games. They, they, uh, they purposely went on pause. It wasn't because of test or anything, but they, they went on pause for about a month. They, I guess they just didn't want to risk the, you know, getting positive test. So, uh, I, I finally voted for them this week and, uh, but they could drop out. They just lost to Virginia Tech. I think I think Duke went on pause to avoid falling to about four and eight. <laughs> <laughs> they have been accused of that. Uh, the Alabama coach, you know, brought that out. You know, well, would they have uh, gone on pause if they were like five and zero oh at that point that they went on pause instead of? Chad's picking two. some low hanging fruit there when he's uh, pandering to the the Duke haters in the audience, but uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I like feel, feel like picking picking on Duke picking on Duke is always punching up, you know. <laughs> good, or good at least point. Until Coach K retires. Good you know. point. Uh, you know, Chad, you did mention A and M women, um, and that kind of leads me into my next question. Um, you know, in terms of teams out there, both men and women, who are kind of making that surge right now and, you know, playing some games as part of that, but, uh, but winning big games. I mean, who are the hottest teams out there for you guys? Well, yeah, like I mentioned, A&M, they moved up one spot in the poll to number seven from all the voters in my poll, they moved up four spots from 11 to seven. And uh, I don't know if it's my longstanding A&M, uh, hate, but, um, and I don't, I mean, I don't hate A&M anymore, you know, like back when they were in, in the Southwest Conference <laughs> in the Big 12, you know, and now that they're gone, it's like, okay, well, A&M is that school down in College Station, so who cares, you know, but, uh, but I've, I've moved them up four spots, and, and that was because they had beaten Mississippi State and Arkansas, no, wait, no, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, Kentucky and Arkansas last week, and that was a Kentucky team that was ranked number 10, ranked ahead of them in my poll anyway. And then Arkansas, which had been really dang good so far this year, and maybe Arkansas, uh, they got into some games where they didn't get to shoot 38 free throws, and, and they, didn't, they lost a couple. So they, they dropped down a few spots. And then 
I think John and I were talking earlier about the Michigan men. The Michigan women are also up two spots in the poll. So, so yeah, a couple of movers there. So, Chad, you've uh, let go of your grudge against a and I'm betting that Kim Mulkey has not. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my guess. And right. if you're an NCAA selection committee member, let me just say right now, put those two in the same dead gum bracket and let them play. Oh Lord. Everybody oh, Lord. wants to see that. I, I just, I just, I just hope nobody in the later lady bears program watches our podcast. Eh. It'll be all over Bryce again. Bring it on. <laughs> i'm a big boy i could take it all right johnny who's a team out there that's you're you got your eye on yeah well, well it's definitely been michigan in the last week they uh they're 11 and 0 now uh they've and they're like they've they're 6 and 0 in the in the big 10 and three of those games have been wins over top 25 teams and, and those games haven't even been close Last night they beat uh, Wisconsin seventy-seven to fifty-four. Uh, previously, uh, since the start of the new year, they uh, let's see, they beat Northwestern eighty-five sixty-six and Minnesota eighty-two to fifty-seven. Uh, they they started the year number twenty-five in the preseason poll. Uh, you know, for a while they just weren't moving up at all, and probably a lot of voters didn't even have them because. They played a really weak non-conference schedule. So, uh, I mean, you know, they obviously they've had games canceled, postponed too. But uh, they have been really impressive lately. And uh, they're number seven this week. I wouldn't be that surprised if they moved up to at least five, maybe four. Uh, I don't think uh, they, they, they beat Wisconsin at home. That to me, that's not as impressive as Texas uh, a week or so ago beat Kansas at Lawrence Fieldhouse by 25 points. I, I moved Texas up to third this week from eight. And, uh, you know, just uh, not only that, but they, uh, you know, they've, they're, they're, they've only lost one game and uh, they've been hot too. They, uh, this last week, they got a road win at West Virginia although West Virginia kind of collapsed in that game. And, uh, but, uh, you know, but it it, it was a big win for them. And, uh, yeah, I'd say Michigan and Texas. And, you know, obviously Gonzaga and Baylor have stayed unbeaten. But You know, John, you're just talking about uh, the the movers. And I just – I looked at the poll to see who moved the most. West uh, uh, Louisville went from unranked to number 16. Yeah, that's a good one too. And, and that was based on the only game they played last week was they beat n- number 19 Virginia Tech in Louisville by two points, and they move up 10 spots. So there that, must have been a lot of lo- losses in front of them. Well, that's that's a little too much of a move, I think. Uh, I had them, I believe, 25th, uh, you know, pretty much the same as I had them last time. But, yeah, you know, but they're, they're – They're get, a name you know, school. Yes, name recognition. They get points on that. And uh, probably the same thing with Duke, you know, because like we talked about earlier, they didn't play for over a month and uh, they were still ranked. So and they, uh, and they limped to a win over Boston College and move up two spots. Right. <laughs> yeah. So name recognition definitely helps uh, with schools like that. Sure, it does. Uh, well, speaking of impressive wins, Oklahoma State. 
the men had one uh, the other night, beating Kansas 75 to 70 in Stillwater. Uh, of course, the Cowboys are not eligible for the postseason. They're on probation because of a uh, shoe company scandal. They were uh, apparently uh, bribing players. Um, but it looks like they could still have an impact on this Big 12 race, maybe as a spoiler. I mean, do you kind of see that? And especially with, you know, that one and done guy that they've got, Cade Cunningham, probably <laughs> the number one pick. I mean, uh, he, he's going to win some games for them. Yeah. Uh, to me, they're, they'd be an NCAA tournament team for sure if they were eligible. And uh, they've got a really good team. They, they beat Kansas last night, uh, 75 to 70. Almost blew it, had a huge lead. Kansas came back, and then Oklahoma State made some plays at the end to win. But uh, they're a really good team. And, you know, it's not just Cunningham. They've, they've, got, a, they've got a really good mix of players. I, I was kind of looking at the classes, you know, like uh, some of their top players. Bryce Williams is a senior guard. Uh, Let's see, uh, Isaac Likely is a junior guard. So they've got a really good mix. Obviously, Cade Cunningham is the, the best player on that team. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to make a real impact in the Big 12 race. They'll, they'll beat some teams that, uh, you know, some top 25 type of teams, teams that are going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's, it's just a shame that they're, you know, they're ineligible. But, uh, you know, obviously they, they had some – transgressions yeah uh well they should be fun to watch and like like you said i mean certainly will probably upset some teams or or maybe they won't even be upsets but um as far as the uh top 25 matchup of the week according to our college basketball page (laughs) in the paper today it's uh baylor and texas tech on saturday we briefly talked about that game earlier but um uh bears will go to lubbock it's number two versus number 15 should be a a great matchup um how do you guys see this one go ahead chad well uh i definitely think texas tech is going to win i'm not even sure why baylor's going to get on the plane and go out there (laughs) (laughs) do you have i would just stay home eat some vtex on saturday (laughs) and and you know you know, Chad, they might just say they tested positive. <laughs> Can you pan that, that might be another good your office man. there and show us some of your Texas Tech gear that you have? Uh, well, you know, I, did, I, I purposely didn't wear any of it. But, um, but you know, uh, in all seriousness, this, this, is a, this is a dangerous game for both teams. I, th- this is a situation that, you know, since, ever since Tech went to the Final Four, I feel like they play, played a lot of games where – they got the other team's best shot, you know, like teams played better against them than you expected. And this is not that situation. This is a reverse situation that Tech gets to be in, which is kind of a rarity for them these days. But, um, you know, I haven't watched Tech a lot this season, and, and, and especially they, they played Iowa State on Saturday and just mauled Iowa State. But the thing is, Iowa State is not very good this year. And they got that, they got, they got that one dude, Solomon, who's been around for about a decade, it seems like. And, but they don't have, when they have, you know, the ball in the half court, you don't worry that, oh, you know, it's going to be hard to stop so-and-so from getting, getting the bucket. And what I've noticed is in, when Tech plays teams, like when they played Houston uh, back in, in, this, in December 
or I guess that was Thanksgiving weekend. Um, when they when they've got a guy like you know like Houston had in Sasser and and, and Baylor has and Jared Butler and and uh, Oklahoma State has and Isaac Likely and Cade Cunningham that that if that guy drives if that guy you know gets a step and drives he's either going to get a good shot or get fouled and and sometimes that puts because of the way Tech commits to defense and the, because they switch on all screens, they get in, in a difficult situation a lot in, in those circumstances. And I think Baylor is really going to give them a problem uh, in, in that scenario. Now, on the other, on the flip side, Tech is a really good team. They can beat anybody in the country if they're making shots. But Tech is not has not been the most fluid offensive team so far. But if Matt McClung and Kyler Edwards are hitting for three-point range and the ball's going in, especially early, the Texas Tech is a very dangerous – I mean, to me, the, the talent on this Texas Tech team is a little bit underrated because it's the most talented team they've ever had just on paper on recruiting-wise. But, you know, you look across the Big 12 and who can't you say that about, you know, besides Iowa State. It's terrible. <laughs> Johnny? Yeah, uh, this obviously be one of Baylor's toughest games. It always is going out there. Uh, Baylor, they've they're going to have to start getting off to better starts. Um, Iowa State, they, they got off to a bad start. TCU, they trailed at halftime. Um, you know, and against good teams, it's going to be harder to come back from those. Uh, but at the same time, Baylor always plays good defense. So that's that's always going to give them a really good chance to win. And, uh, you know, they've got a great bench. Uh, this last game against TCU, they ended up winning 67 to 49, but they only got six points off the bench, which is real unusual for this year. Uh, the previous game against Oklahoma, the bench scored 40 out of 76 points. So, uh, but, you know, a lot of that, uh, Baylor's, especially Jared Butler, was really hot. So their starters played a lot. Uh, Butler had a season-high 28 points against TCU. Yeah, I, I think the, the key for Baylor, um, you know, they uh, they don't always have to have a couple guys hot because somebody else is probably going to be hot because they've got, uh, you know, they've got five guards who can all go off. And uh, so, you know, not, you know, Butler doesn't have to be hot every game. So, uh, you know, that um, – I think one question for Baylor as they move on, if they start playing some teams with some more uh, height, uh, that could be an issue because they don't really have just a whole lot of height. They've got good rebounders. Vital's a, a, Mark Vital's a great rebounder at 6'5". And, uh, but really, Flo Thamba is the only guy, you know, who could really maybe match up against a, a real tall guy. He's 6'10". Uh, Jonathan – Jonathan Chamois Tatua. I'm not sure if I got that right or no, not. No, I don't think so. But go I on. think I, I think I pronounce it different every time. Chamois uh, Tatua, I believe. Yeah, you just need like to that. come up with a solid nickname. It's right. everyday John. Everyday John. Let's just go with call that him, now. On. Call him Four T. How many T's are in, are in his name? Just call him like whatever it is. Six T. Just call him yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he can guard big guys. But you know, at six eight, you know, say if a you know, the opposing team has a couple, you know, six, 10, seven foot guys. That could be a problem uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, tech is only going to get better as the year goes on. So this might be a good time for them to face them in Lubbock. 
because in a month, I think they're going to be really good because, you know, they've had a lot of new parts this year and, uh, you know, Baylor's parts have been there for a long time. So, uh, I think Baylor's got a pretty good shot, but uh, it's going to be a good game. Well, you know, it, it's interesting you mentioned how, going up against teams with height because, you know, th- that would uh, look like it would be Tex Achilles Hill as well. And, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, they had Tariq Owens. It was a 6'11 guy with a lot of bounds or 16 guy with a lot of bounds. And that was – he was the rim protector that they don't really have now. But when you think about it, so Kansas has got McCormick, which he hadn't done a whole lot for him lately, right? And, and, and Texas has got – Greg Brown is a seven-footer, right? Right. Outside of that, who you got to worry about seven-footer-wise? I mean, Samuel, I guess, I guess Samuel helped TCU kind of give him a game, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the name of the game nowadays. I mean, I just finished reading a book uh, about the NBA called Sprawl Ball you know, that deals, deals with, you know, just the three-point revolution of the game and, and you know, teams playing playing smaller. And Chad mentioned the switching on picks. And, you know, they, they play a different kind of basketball now than, than they did, you know, 30, 40 years ago for sure, uh, or even maybe 20, 20 years ago. Uh, there's certainly more threes, and, and it's a very guard-heavy game. Should be an entertaining one on Saturday in Lubbock. I'm sure we'll we will all be watching. What time is that game, by the way? Three, three o'clock. Okay, yeah, good. So good. Maybe maybe I can calm down from it before I go over to the Ferrell Center at seven or six <laughs> or whenever I go over there. Is that? Are you going for sure? Or is that an if? Like if if one result happens that I won't go. <laughs> oh, you mean it, will the game happen? Yes. Uh, I'm going to, you know what? It's kind of like football season. I'm, I'm going to just plan on there being game, a game, but I'm not going to write my advance until, you know, I absolutely have to. That's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, I learned my lesson there in football. All right. Well, good stuff, guys. And we will uh, reconvene next week, talk a little bit more college basketball. But yeah, how far? We'll talk about how much John raised the Red Raiders and dropped the Bears after. Baylor lost in love. <laughs> nice. Ouch. Well played. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs>